Should be good. Okay. Perfect. So, how's it going? It's going. I'm here in... What neighborhood are we in? Are we in like downtown we, Manhattan? We are in East Village. Okay. Or borderline Alphabet City. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm here with Mia Madden. Future yes. pop star, current DIY yes. star. Yes. Very DIY. Mm-hmm. Very DIY. Hello. Yes. Hi. Yep. It's good to finally meet you in person after doing like a Zoom meeting, I guess, yeah. <laughs> type was, thing. Yeah. It was a Zoom meeting that kept very shitty connection. Yeah. So this is much better. Much better. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so um, I've seen that you've been going to a lot of raves and stuff. Tell me about that. Yes. Um, I met a few people that are in the rave scene here. And we were talking about the Anonymous Club rave that I went to, which was super fun. Um, but usually I just hear about it word of mouth. I've been actually trying to go to less raves because of the small talk and the connecting mm-hmm. it's, it's just like we were talking about literally it's just techno so you you can't meet or talk to people much i mean and if you do you're like yelling really loud and losing your voice so i've been trying to go to more indie shows but the rave scene here is very fun yeah it's tempting for yeah sure. yeah i've only been living here for a year now and um everybody really shows out like with costumes mm. and like makeup which is something that I love to do. So I'm very much yeah, loving like, the scene. It's like a little Met Gala. Yeah. <laughs> it, every single weekend. And I'm here for it. I have like so many different costumes. Mm-hmm. That's that's fire. But you were telling me that the one rave like ended with um, some some uh, DJ and security on police uh, attacks yeah. <laughs> back and forth. There was a lot of drama. I Yeah. I later saw on a TikTok from the same. So they ended up ending the rave at like two or three and security came in and they just told everybody to get out but then once we were all out on the street um people started getting in fights with the police i think just because everyone was really fucked up yeah and they just wanted to start a fight on the street yeah um but apparently like a security guard punched um one of the one of the i guess rave goers and yeah it just didn't end well but yeah. i ended up leaving before any of that stuff could happen so that's good. You were safe. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was safe and sound in my Uber. What time did you stay there until? Because it, it went to like four or something, right? You said. Mm, no, it actually it got shut down around three, mm-hmm. two or three, I think. Um, but it was supposed to go on all night, which was kind of disappointing. But I don't think it. I don't think with that those organizers, it usually happens that way. So mm-hmm. I do want to go to. Um, more events by them because it was really fun yeah it seemed cool i was going to go to that one too it was hard to convince my friends because it was like i don't know i have i I love all my friends but they're all very like normie i guess would be the way to describe (laughs) it so what if they're listening right now hey that's cool (laughs) i'll tell them to their face (laughs) it's hard to convince somebody to like hey like come to this event like ugly worldwide and the claremont twins are going to be there they're like who is that like you know what i mean mean? i know to instagram and honestly to the world like they're huge stars but like yeah Yeah. to normal people it's like who is ugly that? worldwide is amazing i was trying to see them when i was there but i didn't i don't know they're probably like backstage or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm obsessed with them like honestly i made like i made like a post about them like the other day just right? like yeah just like just watching their story like at fashion week and shit like every other day or every like hour it's like another outfit or another show or, yeah that's really cool mm-hmm. you know what i mean yes i, I definitely want to cover fashion week next year that would be fun. I was trying to go to some fashion week stuff. I didn't I didn't get to go to any official fashion week. I don't know how you you need to like know people. And I've only yeah. I've only lived here for like a year. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know who to talk to about getting I know I know you can buy tickets as well. 
but I ended up going to some DIY fashion uh, week stuff, like from small, smaller artists. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun. And that was also very Met Gala-y. Everyone, everyone showed up with amazing outfits. Really? I kind of like it that way because I was, I was watching like fashion week outfits on like different blogs and stuff. And Mm -hmm. Where's the flavor, you know, like they are look, they're giving Shein and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast fashion, like just very basic clothing. And I'm like, what is this? But whenever I went to those two fashion shows, um, they're like more like smaller DIY kind of, I think it was also the same sort of like rave scene Mm. of like the shows that I've been going to. Everyone dressed so nice and cool. I don't remember which, which fashion designer was at the first one, but the second one I went to was this, um, fashion designer from argentina i'm gonna fuck up her name but it's like aguar i think that's how you say it it's like a g u i r r r e um but she had some really cool like colorful stuff i actually um she styled me once for a photo shoot that i did yeah which one um I ended up deleting it off Instagram because it was like really fuzzy. Like I edited and it was it lost its quality. Oh, okay. But I think I'm gonna put repost it again when everyone forgets about it. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah, I'm going to because it was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was fun. There's been a it's it's cool to see New York like opening up again because I moved here when during the pandemic where it was literally a ghost town and now there's a lot of things to do now like Fashion Week and mm-hmm. I've been going to lots of raves. Yeah. I went to an indie show a while ago and that was really fun. Um, but I need to get I need to get into the music scene here because the, the indie music scene here is really big. Like there's so many artists and there's so many shows going on. I've been lacking mm-hmm. live music in my life. Yeah. Well, I've been going to some, some live shows, a couple of different ones. I went to Pitchfork Music Festival. Yeah. How was that? Super fun. I went by myself. That was the first time I've ever been to a concert by myself. Didn't Didn't you say that your your camera died? It died right before I saw Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, I have. What a shame! I know. I, (laughs) I got like no good pictures of her. What a shame! It kept like um, uh, like it would let me zoom in and get one picture Mm -hmm. and like very unfocused, and then it would be like camera's dead. No, I kept like trying to do that, and people started getting annoyed behind me. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I got a lot of good pictures of Erica Badu and a couple other people, so it's okay. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, it just sucks that I rented a camera, I went all the way out there, and then it's like the headliner comes on, and I'm like. Mm, did you find like any new artists at Pitchfork? Um, yeah, there was this band, Special Interest, that was really cool. They're like a punk, like slash, like house band, I guess. Wow, that's a really cool combination. Yeah, Pitchfork is my favorite festival because everybody who performs, like whether I've heard of them or not, they're always like very skilled performers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're very good at playing their instruments. Like th- they had this rap group there, Arm and Hammer, and they would like. They had very, um, they're like a rap group and they have very like complex lines mm-hmm. and they would do like every single bar, like no background vocals or anything. Like it was very impressive. Wow. No, I feel like Pitchfork has a very, it's very good branding. Like any, mm-hmm. anybody who's anybody is like working with Pitchfork. That's like one of my um, dream people to work with. Like yeah, even for just sure. for like marketing, because every, every artist that they kind of represent, they're all really good yeah for sure no Mm -hmm. they're definitely good at picking out talent like um picking out diamonds on the rough and then like highlighting things that are popular but like they should be more popular Mm -hmm. like i like i definitely found out and like started focusing more on eve tumor um from them you ever hear of you know eve tumor Mm -hmm. i saw yeah yeah they were there as well that was the best show i saw there for sure yeah crazy i bet i just listened to um their music i don't know a couple weeks ago 
because I went to that rave and, and they mm-hmm. were playing the that DJ set. So I was like, who yep. is this? Because all my friends were like, they're going to be there. Um, their music is good. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm, I've got stuck in literally listen to listening to the same music like that I've listened to for years. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to get out of that and I'm trying to find new music. So I was listening to your, your art pop gems. Oh yeah. Um, playlist a while ago and I, I found some I found some cool music there I don't remember but I, I saved it to my Spotify okay I'll just hold your mic a little bit closer oh yes got you um yeah I think I included you on there didn't I yes you did I did yeah okay cool yeah. thanks <laughs> um this is gonna be a random segue but I saw in your story that you um crashed a city bike <laughs> oh I did <laughs> so, could you tell me about that oh my gosh that was crazy for me only uh, but I was riding my bike um, I was on the way to have lunch with my friend and this lady opened up her car door. And so I got doored and basically oh, you went over the top. Um, it, it was like it hit me before the door was all the way open. So it basically just she like basically pushed my mm. bike. So then I ended up like falling to the side. So it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah. And also usually I do an electric bike, but this was just a normal bike. And if it was electric bike, then I probably would have really got hurt. Yeah. Because it goes like so much faster. But I ended up falling, and then I was wearing a tube top, and then my boobs just fell out. And, oh, my God. <laughs> and everybody, it wasn't everybody, but it felt like everybody. But there was maybe, like, four people around, and I was just, like, so disoriented. And then the lady was just like, oh, my gosh, which made it even worse because it, it's like whenever you fall, you don't want anybody to look at you. You're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. You just get, so I just tried to get up, and, yeah, it was that was that that was fun and embarrassing and one to remember damn yeah that sucks i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> yeah i mean my my knee is still kind of fucked up from it i kind of got a scar from it but which is cool i don't have many scars so i'm i feel like a soldier yeah i got you i think okay. i have one scar on my arm it'd probably be hard to see but i um i was playing paintball when i was younger mm-hmm. like at a, somebody's birthday party and this fucking little kid like was being such a dickhead and he would just like like you know in paintball like if you get hit you're supposed to raise your raise your hands and you go out mm-hmm. like i was like a couple of feet away from him and my hands were clear, clearly raised up and he just like just started going at it Ooh, yeah that must have hurt though yeah it's on my arm Ouch. I, I would, maybe i'll show it to you after but like it's like yeah i had a huge ass like it wasn't even a welt it was just like a straight up just like bleeding like open a shithead wound yeah i was so mad at that kid i wanted to like <laughs> find him, <laughs> beat him up i always want to beat up little kids yeah, I mean, <laughs> not all little kids, but some of them, some of them are real. Just ooh. some of them are very rude. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that you're OK from that city bike. Uh, yeah. It was a city bike, right? It was a city bike. I hate using them. I tried to use one one time and I, I don't know. I don't know if people just don't respect them or like there's a certain way you have to ride them or something. But I like I couldn't figure it out. I just really? Kept, yeah, I just kept getting caught. Like, I just kept waiting for the traffic to go by. And then, like, I don't know. It's, it's really stressful. You have to be kind of a shark. I, I use city bike all the time, especially going home at night because mm. I wear, like, really skimpy outfits. And I don't want to get harassed when I'm on the train because I'm coming. I mean, I usually, I didn't realize, like, moving into Manhattan that it's going to be really shitty nightlife here. Like, the nightlife here, like, in the city is mm. not fun. And so I'm I'm always in Brooklyn because that's where like all the art shows and like the indie shows and the Mm -hmm. raves are. Yeah. And so I'm constantly taking a bike, a city bike home, like at like two or three in the morning. Damn. Yeah. Which is actually, I think, more safe than it is during the day because there's less people on the road. 
I can see that, yeah. But yeah, I yeah, I don't really like to use I mean I could do Ubers, but Ubers end up being like fifty, sixty, seventy dollars and I will not It's just unnecessary pricing. Yeah. So I actually really love the city bikes. Mm. They saved my ass. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I, I I used to ride them like I, I went to Montreal like on vacation not too long ago and their city is like set up perfectly for bikes. Yeah, I've always wanted to go there. You never went? Mm-mm. Okay, I've only been once. Mm-hmm. I want to go back really badly. Yeah. You ever been to Canada at all? Um, I've been to like Victoria, like on, on the West Coast area, mm-hmm. but not not anywhere near her. I wanted to go. I was actually going to go to a Tame Impala concert. Ooh, nice. Like right, I think like June and i bought my tickets and then the pandemic hit and so mm. they yeah refunded us and i was so excited damn that, that would be so fire yeah it was for his new album too yeah and so yeah it's not it's not as fancy anymore because it's like it's been two years now i think he's actually going back on tour mm-hmm. um but it's not as fresh you know yeah no i got you yeah it was it was really good when it first came out i mean it's still really good but it's so good it would but... be it would be great to hear it like as soon as it came out yeah i see yeah. what you're saying yeah but... i feel like a lot of artists got fucked that year with like releasing albums and then oh definitely and then the pandemic yeah sad pandemic I know. <laughs> yeah it was the first like um the beginning of this year was pretty dismal as far as like new releases go because i think everybody was just like shelving their stuff and like yeah. not sure what to do with it yeah it was really hard to find new stuff to review yeah i mean it was kind of ballsy with like lady gaga doing the chromatic chromatica thing oh definitely because like i mean it could go one of two ways right like since we're all stuck in our homes we'll just be listening to that music and then but then also it's like you can't really go on tour or anything yeah so i see why people are shelving their music yeah it makes sense because yeah yeah because i mean in the beginning of the pandemic like the first week of the pandemic it was the Lil uzi album and it was the weekend album and it's like two of the biggest albums of last year Mm -hmm. and then as the year went on like you can see like people are just like reluctantly releasing their stuff like uh, cali uchis or um like little baby and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i think maybe phoebe bridgers might have released it during the pandemic but Mm -hmm. don't quote me on that but yeah like yeah in the beginning of the year 2021 it was like so hard to find new shit and then now stuff is kind of opening up yeah slowly but surely yeah now we see like the billy eilishes and the um I feel like Cardi B will drop soon or something like that. What did you think about the Billie Eilish album? It was good. Um, a little bit boring, but good. Yeah. It was a little bit boring, right? Yeah. I liked it. I I thought it was really nice. I think people put so much pressure on it, Billie. Like, so much hate is coming from everyone about her. But we have to remember, she's, like, literally 19. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, like, it's 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 crazy. Like, uh, I, I could totally imagine the pressure, like, on her on her every single night Yeah, with those shows and stuff she's like that. She's so big imagine being that big i'm i always just like try to remind myself like when i was 19 i was like i was like such a baby i mean i'm still a baby but like it's like an extra baby being 19 yeah not really knowing anything about the world oh yeah for sure but the world literally looking at her yeah like 24 7 and like monitoring all of her moves and like judging all of her moves and i can totally see that new music is starting to come out now i feel like i don't know if we're gonna go back into lockdown or not i don't know if like I don't know what's going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. very, very confused because, mm-hmm. yeah, all the music festivals I've been to, they just seem like super spreader events. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I try not to think about it because I have like crazy anxiety right now just about everything. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that not because I just got this apartment and it would suck if I just have to be stuck in it constantly because it's small because it's East Village. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. We shall see how it pans out. Cross for the winter yeah for sure that that'll be 
that'll be interesting so do you have plans to do any like live shows now that things are like quote unquote opening up i'm trying to plan things i'm actually i took a break from social media and i'm still kind of doing a break from tiktok so that's been like two months Mm -hmm. because it started to really stress me out and even um i haven't been writing any music for like the last two months as well just trying to take a break really because for a whole like two years i was really pushing and like working every single day and i think i actually burnt myself out yeah and so i needed to just yeah take a break from all of that because i was making big strides um but i did do a live acoustic show with my friend steph Mm -hmm. two fridays ago and it was just like a nonchalant like rooftop gig um and it was like 15 minutes that and so i actually want to try to do that was it was something like there was i wasn't able to invite a lot of people to that so i didn't really post about it Mm -hmm. but it was more of like a dip my feet in the water as for performing because i hadn't performed and since the pandemic so i was kind of nervous about doing that so i'm trying to kind of plan like a little like dj remix house music of like my originals Mm -hmm. so that's in the works and then also i have my acoustic set and i'm trying to gather a bunch of musicians i mean i have the musicians i just have to like figure out um how to teach them how to play everything yeah that um, makes sense with like the stems that i have and everything and that's just gonna take like such a long time so i'm still taking my break so once my break is gone i'm going to get into that so hopefully i'll have live shows ready in the next six months depending on the pandemic yeah if we go back in lockdown maybe not maybe longer yeah i got you we'll see i'd be excited to go i'll be around i mean i got nothing else to do i know (laughs) now you're in new jersey yeah exactly exactly Mm -hmm. yeah it was so to give people context who are listening like before like when we did our last interview i was in connecticut i had like a full-time job Mm -hmm. so now i'm back in new jersey living with my parents as as some of you guys know and uh yeah i'm doing this like pretty much full-time not making any money but (laughs) it is a full-time job technically it is a full-time job yeah with artists it's that's kind of how it goes like or just like in the creative field Mm -hmm. of any sort of industry it's usually at the beginning and for a while you're not going to be making any money like i'm actually making negative money like yeah this whole time but you gotta put in yeah you gotta put in the work and then eventually it'll come not for everyone but hopefully for us (laughs) yeah no i I feel you It, it it takes a while um uh, things that i've learned from people just like in passing is that like you got to build your following first before you start monetizing because Mm -hmm. if you start monetizing first people will just read you as like a uh instagram ad page or something like that yeah you know what i mean exactly like if you start selling if i started selling merch now like it would be like very difficult to try and get that to people i'd pay for it oh cool okay (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe (laughs) maybe i just gotta be a better marketer i mean you're doing good you're like growing i i've been seeing your follower count and everything so Mm -hmm. slowly but surely thank you yeah i've been trying to get that ratio down and not hurt people's feelings too i mean you can hurt people's feelings a little bit yeah maybe (laughs) you still gotta be authentic although i know you mean yeah don't hurt people's feelings too badly because like not to not to not to name drop but i have like the producer from death grips or like the co-producer from death grips is following me but i also have somebody who's like has like a hundred followers and you know what i'm saying it's like i gotta try and oh okay so there's some pressure yeah i gotta try and like curate my following a little bit but like the people that i follow a little bit but also like i don't want to alienate people and have people be like oh why'd you unfollow me you've been following me for so long isn't that yeah you know i mean mean, at that point you kind of just you have to like not give a fuck have people have people said that to you 
I, I like I, I fuck around once in a while. I'm like kind of like half of a meme page now, and I posted something where it was like, oh, like I'm so sorry to the one person who unfollowed me. Like I'll try and do better. Yeah, I saw that. And then there were a lot of people underneath that were like, actually, yeah, you unfollowed me or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Like, I mean, it's fine. It's just an unfollow. People take it so seriously on, on on the internet. Yeah, true. I actually go through like every once in a while, and I unfollow like people, even like old friends from high school that i just don't even talk to i haven't talked to in years yeah and it's like yeah you can you can you can go it yeah. doesn't need to be there especially because if you're thinking ratio yeah for sure apparently that's the thing like getting the ratio like set up or something like if you have like a better ratio than than instagram thinks that you're like a more serious profile or something that's weird it's weird it always changes like it i it always changes like day to day like what i know i hate you're it supposed to do it's i so, hate it it's very annoying it's very annoying. Instagram in general, like I'm almost done with Instagram, even though I put so much work into it. I'm yeah. just like, no, I can see that. I don't like it anymore. It's not fun. It's a lot of work. Like I wake up every morning and I'm just unfollowing a hundred people, following a hundred people, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it's so boring. <laughs> it is very boring, but it's, it's, there's a bigger picture and we have to keep reminding ourselves that I don't think Instagram's going anywhere, even though I have heard people talking about like Instagram being I mean, it is. It's like probably one of the less like people don't really love Instagram as much as they love TikTok or Twitter. Yeah, it's like true. TikTok or Instagram's becoming like the just not interesting. The the less of the favorites. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a Twitter. I don't. Do you have a Twitter? I have a Twitter, but I might delete it because it, it takes up a lot of my time. Yeah, no, I feel you. It's fun. What it's you, hilarious. What do people? I mean, that's where everybody gets all the jokes from. People just talk shit. It's hilarious. And it's also kind of like a meme, hmm. meme pagey as well. Like yeah. just, although I will say my all time favorite is TikTok. I think I could spend so much time on TikTok. Yeah. I feel like it's burning holes in my brain though. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How so? Um, My ADHD is just like through the roof. I actually didn't, I barely slept last night and I think it was because of TikTok because I was on TikTok for like maybe an hour mm. before sleeping and like the blue light that keeps your, I don't know, like from your phone that keeps you up. I think that had a lot to do. It also makes me anxious because one one video will be like a really cute dog like mm-hmm. doing something. And then the next is like a very horrible, traumatizing video of like yeah. buildings being bombed. Oh, my God. Or what is your algorithm? <laughs> it's all over the place, just like me. Yeah. And so it's like I'm laughing and then I'm crying and then I'm laughing again and then I'm mm. angry because it's like something really like serious, yeah, shitty and like some man t- being a misogynist. It's mm-hmm. it's all over the place on TikTok and I think that really fucks with my brain a little. Yeah, I got you. I, I've been wanting to dive into it because I know that it's, it works or whatever, but it's just like another, uh, just another like fucking algorithm I have to dive into and I like know. try and figure out and maneuver. It's just like you should focus with your Spotify and Instagram. I think you're doing good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It always it's always good to have words of encouragement because I always like I don't it's not that I don't want to give up, but I'm just like, oh, I could just easily go back to my other like my old like full time job like and make actual money like and have like a career. In yeah. That. But like, yeah, I just don't want to do that. No, that sounds horrible. I mean, yeah, the money is great, but it's, it's not a fulfilling job. No, it's not. This is what I've been wanting to do ever since I was in college. So it's just like, you know, I worked at, it was weird because I was like almost like living like a double life Mm -hmm. in college. Like I was like working at the college radio station, but then I was doing this other major that I didn't want to do. And I kept progressing in the college radio station until the point where I was like the head of it. But like, I would never like go all the way with that. Like I would never like have the time to, you know, program a lot of new songs or like do all these 
you know, I, I could have like done so much more with the radio station, mm-hmm. but I was just so distracted by my other shit because it's just like so like demanding. It's hard to uh, people have like told me before, like, oh, you can do both. Mm-hmm. But I realized like it's really hard to like put your energy into two different things definitely like, when it comes to music and then having a real like job mm-hmm. it's it's almost impossible like and that's why a lot of people just get burnt out and then they end up quitting music right and so yeah you kind of just have to take that leap of like yeah quitting your day job if you can mm-hmm. like luckily like some people have that that opportunity to and so yeah i don't think I don't think for some people, at least not for my brain, like to do a full time nine to five and also do music. I think that's like really hard. Just time wise. It's just like you don't think you think about like, oh, I can calculate all the hours in a week or something. But like, I don't know, where where does like hanging out with your friends go into that? Or where does like just laying down and just like relaxing, like factor in or or oversleeping? It doesn't like it's literally just work all the time. Right. That's what my, I mean, my, the other two dudes in this with me, they're, they work full-time jobs and that's, mm-hmm. I, I can see it in them. Like, I know that they want to do this like with me and you know what I mean? They get excited with this shit, but it's like their job is so demanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their job dictates their hours and their time. I know. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. yeah. Like that, that how our, there were so many different ways we could have progressed like as a society and now we're just wasting our lives, just working for a company that doesn't care about us. And it's like, taking up all of our time till we're like 50 60 sometimes even 70 yeah definitely it's like there was so many ways we could have done this and this is the worst possible way yeah Yeah. and you can see it in society now because a lot of people are quitting their jobs and um there's a lot of shortages shortages like in um healthcare and like the service Mm -hmm. industry Mm -hmm. every i mean everywhere is like they're lacking yeah in some sort of way and i think it's people everybody i talk to like literally everybody i talk to is like when I talk to them about doing this, they're like, oh, I wish I could be an actor, but like I'm working my full-time job. I wish mm-hmm. I could do this, but I'm working my full-time job. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I just got out of it. I got out of it like at a good time, I think, because I feel like now it's becoming a cliche to, to quit your job to do something creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the both of us probably, I think we got in it at a good time. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, even if it is a cliche, at least you're doing something that makes you happy. It's true. You know, like jobs are so... I mean, I, I, the only like really shitty jobs that I ever had, because I, I ended up when I was 19, I ended up becoming, um, a dancer, like a stripper. And then from there I do like sugar babying and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so before that, that was kind of my way to get out of the whole conventional nine to five um, situation where I could make my own hours and literally just work a couple days Mm -hmm. out of the week. I was working at Starbucks and Chick-fil-A, just really shitty jobs because I also, refused to go to college although i did go to college i went to college for a couple semesters and it just was not i failed miserably but Mm -hmm. i tried hard so it just wasn't for my brain Mm -hmm. wasn't for my brain um and so from there i was just like no this is not it like literally having to work 30 40 hours a week it's like i don't have time for myself or my friends or just yeah this is yeah it was stressing me out and i was not happy at all and i was like i need to change this Mm mm-hmm and so I figured out a way to cheat the system a bit. That's good. I mean, like, I mean, nothing is wrong with being a stripper, or like being a sex worker or anything of that sort, like at all. But it's definitely better that you're doing something more creative and you're like out here, like, you know what I mean? Like using your, your, I don't know. I feel like you use your sexuality and your music and your images and that kind of stuff in a way that's like, yeah. that's like on your own terms. Yeah. Does yeah. that, does it, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely, yeah, literally with anything, it's on my own terms. I've kind of always been like that. Right. Um, 
I'd actually like to be more sexual with my music, but it's the whole thing I was telling you about my parents and my family. Mm. It's hard to get that through. I see people like artists and they just, they're so like Ash Nico and shit. And I was like, yeah, almost like I could, I want, I want to be like that so bad, but I can't get over. Yeah, you could. I know I could. It's just a whole block with my parents. My mom controls. Well, she doesn't control me, but you know, my parents are Christians, Trumpies, anti-vax people. So yeah, it's one day I'll have the guts to just break out. I'm doing it slowly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like yourself back then when you were doing that, I feel like you'd be proud of yourself. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Every year I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've changed so much. Even this year compared to last year, um, it's been, it's, yeah, I'm constantly changing and evolving and it's really nice. Even with my art too, which is great. Definitely. No, I can, I can hear it in the production and everything. Like, like I was listening to your newest single. Um, it's a, it's forever is a long time. Is that the name of it? Yes. I was listening to the production on the way here and do you produce it yourself? Um, no, I actually produced it with uh, my friend Lucia. Okay. And then I, the drums were made by my friend Daniel Puente. Usually whenever I'm making my stuff, it's more of like I'm a singer songwriter. Mm -hmm. So I'll go and I'll write the music, the lyrics, melodies, um, basic chords. Yeah. And then I'll send it out to um, my friends and then we'll just kind of like go back and forth between the two. That's good. Collaboration is better than doing everything completely by yourself. Yeah. Did you start off doing everything completely by yourself with your music or was it always that process? Um, Usually it was always a collaboration, especially with my first stuff. Mm. Um, most of that was actually this, the newer songs that I've been releasing, I've had a lot more control over the music, but the first EP that I released, it was very much my friends pretty much made a lot of the music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool though. Like I feel like, I feel like collaborating is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because Especially when it comes to Ableton, like whenever I'm making music in Ableton. Oh man, I'm, use Ableton. <laughs> that shit is so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I only know, I only, I know the basics. So I feel I don't want to, I don't want to invest my money, too much of my money into Ableton when I can just, in, because literally it takes so much time to learn the software. Oh, for just sure. Just small amounts of things. So it's like, I feel more comfortable giving my money up to like other producers, Mm -hmm. especially like smaller producers as well. So we can kind of like collaborate and grow together. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And it ends up being much better because yeah, it's always good to have other people's brains and um, talent to come together to make something beautiful. And that's kind of what my latest songs have been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it sounds like I can definitely hear like an improvement in the in the production even in the songwriting and like the singing and all that stuff you like the new song no it sounds great cool thank you yeah of course there's a lot of artists that like are in your your position and like do diy stuff and they'll they'll put out like a new song like every like year or something Mm -hmm. i feel like it's cool to see like like since we did our last interview you already put out like three or four new songs you know what i mean yeah i did i was like putting out a new song like every month for a while yeah and that was kind of exhausting but it I, I wanted to get it. Yeah, I wanted to. I had some, some. I w- it was either going to be like an EP release, but I, I was like, I'll, I'll just, I'll release them, so that they can all have their own little. Because they were all so different, they didn't really, they didn't really um, relate to one another. So I was like, I'll just make they'll, they'll have different album arts and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but now I, I took a break for a while. So I'm not really releasing anything. I don't really have anything planned to be released. But I, I have some music in the works. Um, but like I'm taking that hiatus for a while. 
no I, I get it you can i can definitely see getting burned out even as somebody who doesn't make stuff and, re- and reviews it instead mm-hmm. like the past couple of days i've just been listening to like podcasts like that's it i, I don't listen to music because mm-hmm. it's just been like yeah too much you know what i mean yeah like yeah when i was listening to your podcast yeah you the way you talk about music it seems like you listen to a lot of music constantly all the time kudos to you thank you mm-hmm. yeah i can definitely i can definitely i mean i definitely get burned out on it i mean ever since like i started it it was like an album a day or like an album like a like a couple albums a week or something mm-hmm. like that that's you know crazy I mean? it's a lot yeah and sometimes and a lot of times like i'll review something and like today like i'm gonna after we're finished and wherever i end up going probably somewhere in the city i'll probably go to the library or some shit but like mm-hmm. i'm gonna end up listening to the new um what was it what was that album that band oh imagine dragons i'm gonna listen <laughs> to the new imagine dragons and the new um masked wolf album they had there's new imagine dragons yeah i'm gonna listen to that too actually oh yeah because i'm i mean i'm listening to it because i just anticipate that it's i mean i don't know if you're a fan but i anticipate that it's probably not going to be too good Uh, yeah no i don't i was a fan when i was in eighth grade ninth grade yeah same we're the same age right yeah Yeah. 24 i'm 25 yeah okay yeah Mm -hmm. yeah back then they were good but listening to them now but maybe it's also the same thing like with nickelback like people just like to make it a meme and oh definitely it is definitely part of it yeah I'm, i'm a part of that meme yeah, they 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 suck. Yeah, they but de- they they're good, but they suck. Yeah, they make good music on a technical level. Like they play stadiums and stuff, so they have yeah. to be good. Yeah, they're good. But they're not like they're not my cup of tea. I just anticipate <laughs> that that and I mean it's like the other album I'm going to be reviewing is the guy who made the fucking like TikTok song, like that Australian guy. Which f- one? Uh, what you know about Rome? Oh yeah, that guy. is he- it the, the the memes that you've been making too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that song came on in Uber a while ago, and I was like, "Ooh, turn it off." Yeah, he has an album out, so I'm gonna listen to both of those, and that's gonna be that's gonna be the, my first new albums I'm listening to for the past like four days, and so I'm just like dreading it because I know they're gonna be terrible. Yeah, I know. Why did you do that to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, because I, I I don't know because I kind of have to listen to everything or try to listen to everything yeah you know like whatever people would find interesting at least Mm -hmm. i just hope i don't go through all that process and then it gets like 20 likes because that would suck i mean even i'll i will spam you with all of my my old accounts so i I appreciate that so now 25 25 likes there we go damn nice yeah (laughs) i have a bunch of spam accounts for people who out there who are have a keen eye yeah i like all my own pictures like as soon as they pop up i mean it's good for the algorithm oh for sure yeah (laughs) for sure so as far as your new music or like, like if you're, if you're starting to get back into making new music, like where, where do your influences lie? Like what are your favorite songs, favorite albums, like the new stuff that you're listening to? Like um, all that. I'm actually really, I've been thinking because I've taken the hiatus, I've been thinking about like what direction I want to put my music into. Mm-hmm. And I have like three different songs right now that are in the works and they're all so different. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know if these are ever going to be released or which ones should be released because I have one that's more on the kind of kind of velvet underground-esque Ooh. and like soft. Um, it was actually a TikTok song that I made. So it was only like a minute long and then it blew up and people were like, make it, make it, you know, release it on Spotify. And so I started working on that. But I also really want to kind of m- mesh my... Because I'm also a DJ and I love doing like house and techno stuff. So I wanted to mm-hmm. mesh like my house and techno music in with my original like indie pop. So mm. kind of like an indie pop techno house. T- to genre. remix or, or like an original song? An original song. Um, and try to go maybe like a little more hyper pop. Oh, okay, cool. 
mixed kind of like that, but still keep it kind of housey and dancey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I want to go into that direction. I don't really know how to produce like house music yet. I've been making some house tracks and like some techno stuff. Um, so I'm like playing around. I'm dabbling. So I feel like possibly that could all be ready by next year. Mm-hmm. It, the process of making music takes forever. I hate it. I mean, it is what it is. But I don't know. I think I will go. I have this problem about being stuck like in a box, especially with genres and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing lately, especially with the, the Billie Eilish album. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, she released like a bunch of different kinds of genres like within that album and that kind of inspired me to just be like oh, okay stop giving a fuck so much about like the the aesthetic of okay, my music sure. and like where it's going to be going and it has to all match like a continued album so i think i'm i think once i can get over that little mental block i'm just going to end up releasing all of the songs that i have right now but as far as like inspirations I mean, I've been listening to a lot of the avalanches. I love the avalanches. They're so good. I I just want to get into like electronic music more. Yeah. Like I started very indie rock ish, and now I'd like to get into like weirder sounds. Mm. Um, I was listening to. I'm trying to remember what the artist's name. I just found them. I think it's called Salt. S A U L T. Oh, okay. Um. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know exactly what kind of music they make. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like breakbeat s barely though. Like it's like soul mixed with indie stuff. It's really good though. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of grabbing some inspiration from that. A little bit of jazz. Mm-hmm. I love all music, so it's so hard for me to just like Pick pinpoint. One. Yeah, because I'd love to make like how Lady Gaga has like a jazz album. Oh uh, yeah, and and I'm just like I love that. Yeah, I Lady Gaga's do that. crazy. She's so crazy. How did she have an album with Tony Bennett, but then also an album with like Dorian Alechon? Yeah, (laughs) just insane. She, she, she's very eclectic. For sure, I didn't expect that. I was completely out of left field. You've been listening to that album, the remix album. Is it the new? I I listened to some stuff. I haven't listened to all the way through personally, but when Mm. I was at a friend's house, um, somebody played the Ashnika one. Okay, and I was like, oh, this this is this is that. But I've been hearing people actually don't like it that much. Really? Yeah, it's just a remix album. I mean, what can you really expect from a remix album? Yeah, I thought it was better than most remix albums I've heard, though. To be honest with you, I mean, anything Lady Gaga puts out, I usually really love. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna have to listen to that. I would highly recommend the um, Sign from Above, um, Chester Lockhart, and uh, Little Texas Remix. That one's my favorite. That okay. one's so goofy. I will listen to it. I'll probably play a snippet, or maybe not. I don't want to get copyright sh- striked or whatever. But Is that, Does that happen on podcasts? It does. Not really with us, because we don't have like the craziest amount of viewers, but I think it I probably might in the future. I Interesting. Could totally, yeah. A, a lot of the bigger podcasts I listen to, they just use music like willy-nilly like as they feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's ever going to be like a crackdown where it's just like everybody gets copyright strike strike mm-hmm. or sued or something mm-hmm. i don't know i've never heard of anybody getting sued over music and podcasts do you have like you don't really have like an anti-art like theme intro kind of um do you have anything like that not really i mean my friend um um what the fuck is his name why am i forgetting oh my friend peter i'm sorry from from cali we went and visited him and he was playing us some stuff on his guitar that i thought i might use for as a theme but i don't know i kind of like to switch it up every week yeah whatever i'm into yeah that that works you know what i mean like the earth theater interview i used her song like um and asked her if i could and you know same obviously with you mm-hmm. cool 
yeah i like to try and switch it up every week but yeah yeah maybe it's better that way too give like artists some creds and put people onto their music definitely yeah i mean if i can secure like a really big like song or something like that that somebody would let me use like that would be cool but that's that'd probably be the theme song if i if i did have one mm-hmm. yeah but um how, how like your songwriting process like how does it start does it start with the lyrics or like the, like a melody or does it like always change up it really just depends sometimes most of the time i'm usually on my piano or on my synth and i'm just playing around with different chords and then i lay that down and then then the melody comes and then and then the lyrics that's usually how it goes but sometimes i'll literally like have a dream about like a melody and then Mm -hmm. i'll just like sing it and then i'll figure out the chords later damn even in your sleep you're working that's crazy yeah my dreams are crazy i'm always having anxiety dreams about music and and or just anything really um but yeah i do i do do that as well i've heard of some artists doing that too so Mm -hmm. i'm like oh it's not just me yeah um but yeah that's usually how that goes um sometimes i'll even like just if i hear a song that i really like I'll just like snatch the chords mm-hmm. and also do that. So it really just depends. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I've been trying to learn music theory a little bit. It is a little bit confusing, like yeah. time signatures and stuff. I, I would definitely have to have somebody like teach me or something. Yeah, I do not. Yeah, I actually don't know any music theory. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a, how, that's crazy. How do you like, like as far as time signatures and stuff, do you like, do you write your music to a, a time signature even? Um, Technically, like. Uh, I mean... I don't even know, actually. Really, like in four four or three four or anything. I think like that? it's always just four four. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's that's fair. I I'm, I made this TikTok before, um, and it went like it blew up, and then I got this big Instagram, like uh, I forget. I think it's called She Shreds mm-hmm. or something. They posted, they reposted my TikTok, and I ended up gaining like two hundred followers from that Damn. one post. But it was about music theory, and it was just like saying, "Don't let music theory nerds invalidate your music." Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ended up that ended up being like a really fun like time on the internet because everyone was commenting and like yeah. some people were like, "Oh yeah, you don't need music theory," and they were like explaining music theory, and there was like actual music theory nerds like not mm-hmm. invalidating; they're actually being really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really know any, any music theory. I tried to learn for a little bit. Um, but it was really hard. It's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. So I'm I'm pretty much self-taught with even with well, I mean with Ableton, I use YouTube and stuff to figure that out. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess I used YouTube for literally everything as far as like learning music and bass and yeah, guitar, which I'm not really good at any of them because of my ADHD. It's like I I've seen you I play, play bass. It. You're good at bass. Bass is uh, bass is probably my favorite, but bass is really easy. Mm. It's probably the easiest one out of like all of them. I'm mostly a singer. I I just try to tell people I am a singer. Mm-hmm. But yes. That's me. Got you. Yeah. I mean, I I yeah, I definitely tried to learn that for a while and it was it was very difficult. Like, I mean, I tried to learn it from my reviews cuz I tried to make my reviews a little bit more technical, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The more I did it, I was just like it's not me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's really difficult and you really have to, you have to try for that. Although once you get it, I mean, that's whenever I had like guitar uh, teachers trying to teach me music theory, they said it's not too complicated. It's just you, just like anything, you just have to get it and then you'll understand it. You just have to push for it. But I never did that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that that makes sense. I'm just not good at learning stuff. (laughs) Yeah. 
I don't know. I just, it's just the part of my brain that like turned off after college or something where yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to learn anything ever again. Like, yeah, that was me after high school. <laughs> really? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's fair. It's just like, it's, I don't know. I don't, I hate, I hate being in class. Like I, I think I had a dream last night and like probably like many nights before that I'm just in class. I have something to do. I have those dreams too. You do? Yeah. Like that. I'm just in class and it's, I don't know. I think they could have made education more fun and like less oppressive i guess or just uh, they made it so boring and that, that you almost didn't want to even learn for some people at least i agree like uh, i don't know they could have made it a little bit better they never engage i mean i guess it might be hard depending on what school you went to or whatever but i even went to a private school and it, they never really engaged my like we, i paid money for it they never really engaged my interest like I, I was never asked once, like, what are your interests? What do you want to do? Yeah. I never really asked that. It's like, it's like, what kind of job? It's more like, what kind of job do you want? Yeah. And if I would have said, like, what I'm doing right now, they would have just, I don't know. I don't think they would have even taken me seriously. They were just setting us up for the corporate world. And we are not corporate people, so. True. <laughs> That's like you, probably why we hated it. Probably, yeah. Like, you have to pay for, like, a creative school or something. I don't know. Or, like, go to, like, a really creative school in order to yeah. be creative. I don't know. It's It's just really silly. It's a lot of money. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I can see that. It's a, it, it's definitely annoying, but so how are you liking New York? You've been here for how long now? Like a year, a year and a couple months. I moved here last July, last June, Mm -hmm. end of June. I like it. I love it actually. Um, except for it's just very different from Texas and yeah. I don't know if you've like moved to a different city where you don't know anybody and you don't even have like old friends you can contact to be like, hey, let's hang out. There's yeah. literally nobody here. That's how it was in Connecticut. Yeah. When I first moved there. Yeah. You have to start your life pretty much over. I feel like I took for granted like the hometown um, comfort of like knowing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's been really lonely, but I'm just now starting to like um, find really good friends and like a community. So I think my mental health has gotten better that way. But other than that, like it's, I know it's it's a decision that I needed to make for myself. And I just re- I just read this book, and towards the end they were kind of saying like, oh, like you can do hard things. It's kind of a feminist book, uh-huh. and so it's like, oh, like you know, women can do hard things, you know, because I think when we were young it was more of like oh men are gonna take care of you and you don't have to worry yeah definitely about anything so we were kind of got that mentality of like oh people are always gonna be there to do things for us and we you know we're just timid little creatures and so when you do hard things as a woman i think it's at first it's like oh my gosh it's like very scary i mean for anyone really like uncharted waters type of thing yeah um but once you do it, it's like, okay, yeah, you can do hard things. Like I'm, I'm getting through it and I can see the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. when the end of the tunnel is like happiness. So that's that. And so I'm just, when I read that book, I was just like, oh, that's really sweet. That was a good motivation to be like, yeah, you know what? I can do hard things. Yeah. I can move to New York city. Like one of the most expensive cities in the country and figure it out yeah, and figure it out and like pursue my music and pursue my dreams, which not a lot of people get to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling happy about my decision. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. I don't know where I'm going to be moving next, but maybe the city or maybe... Wherever it takes you, really. Yeah, That's kind of what I was thinking. Like when people are like, where are you moving next? It's like literally wherever I need to in order to like 
pursue my career more yeah that i agree Mm because i went to cali for like on a small vacation um and i loved it there but i can see it like i don't know cali is so weird (laughs) it's such a weird city like it seems like everybody's doing well and successful but like underneath it all it's like kind of just like exactly what we're doing but just like they're they they speak in heightened terms you know what i mean yeah like they're probably as successful as you are or as successful as i am at like like on the come up essentially mm-hmm. but they're all just like they just act like they're like the shit right yeah like yeah. oh i know this person i know that person that's I talk what to this i hear person. about la and yeah and it's everyone's kind of pretentious over there it's more honest though. they're nice and everything but it's more honest over here yeah i think that's why i wanted to move here because it was either new york or la mm-hmm. and i just felt like i would have more fun in uh, New York. This is yeah, that definitely would be a good place to start. I mean, if you ever like got signed to like a major label or something, like LA would probably be the place to yeah. either just go like a lot or stay out there, I guess. But mm-hmm. for now, I think this is probably the place because like it, it, you just I feel like you get more honest feedback here anyway, mm-hmm. and that's I mean? what I want. Yeah, yeah. Like people, people would definitely be more honest out here than than out there because out there it's just like they're just looking to connect with you because you have seven thousand followers or something yeah and maybe they have two thousand so whatever they think about your music they're just gonna say yeah it's great yeah exactly i know that also like in new york there are music industry people Mm -hmm. like either here or in la so that's really where i want to be where there is like music industry people because i know in order to get into the music industry it's who you know like you can have the best music in the world but like it's literally like a yeah. I've been shown time and time again it's literally who you know like doing research about certain artists that are like big it's like oh they knew that person or right. their mother is this person like Claro's dad is like a marketing executive or whatever. yeah yeah so it's like shout out Greg he follows us yeah oh he does <laughs> yeah. hi um market me yeah for sure yeah 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 100% let me get you in contact but no it really is who you know and so yeah that's yeah that's why i'm here and that's why i was saying i need to go to more indie shows and just like start to meet more people definitely um in the scene and even just going every time i go to a live show i'm always so inspired afterwards and it makes me it makes me want to go home and like write music mm. and when i go to raves and i get fucked up i just want to go home <laughs> yeah, throw and up. eat a bunch of oreos <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel you you should you should definitely like try and dj at one of those things though. i feel like that would be cool yeah it would be cool but i i that's also another thing like who you know yeah definitely um so eventually i just need to meet people i have a little bit of a tad social anxiety hmm. so i'm trying to knock that out as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah you gotta definitely find the balance between being like shy and being timid and then like doing the la thing where you're spelling out your plugs like in public and stuff like yeah. oh yeah it's a i n t yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. i've noticed people from la do that all the time they're always spelling out their like usernames and stuff yeah instagram is a big fad over there mm-hmm. it's weird I, I had this like girl come up to, i was like at some like event and like some girl came up to me and it was just like i don't know like i don't know if she was a comedian or if she was trying to like do something i don't know like the way she was talking was like very friendly and like flirty but like it was like she was advertising her personality to me or something Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. a little interesting Wait, <laughs> it was weird but she was cool but i mean every everybody out there was very nice and cool but yeah. you definitely got to navigate who to talk to and stuff yeah because there's a lot of bullshitters and a lot of like people who are like trying to that's that's what i've heard i actually have been wanting to go to la soon because i have some friends over there and some different like connections that i want to like make because yeah, yeah there is a lot of people over there that are like wanting to but even like yep yeah, like doing podcasts and like interviews with people mm. going to like meet with record labels and stuff like i want to try to do that kind of trip eventually oh, for sure. yeah 
I feel like I'm at the point in my career where I'm like, okay, I think I need to get signed now or like yeah, no, I feel at you. least look and like try to talk to lawyers about it because I'm like, I'm like very s- small compared to like the big music industry, but it's like now it's like, I think I have a, a good following like on TikTok oh, and definitely. Instagram and like my, my numbers are good. So now it's like, who wants to sign me? Yeah, no, I feel you. And you're, and you're also a good songwriter. So it's like. Even if um you can you can even just start like ghostwriting or something or just yeah. start songwriting for people. Yeah, yeah like, I just learned what that was ghostwriting like a really? couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh damn! No, that would, I feel like that would be perfect for you, especially if you went out to LA. Like that would be a really good way to start. That's how Frank Ocean got his start. Oh really? Yep. He was like songwriting for Beyonce and um a lot of different people. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, the dream too. I might do that. Yeah. I might do that. It's a good way. It's a good way to do it. I mean, you can just like you can just write like however many songs and then it's like whatever songs you think would be like very poppy and maybe not you like maybe you want to be a little bit more artsy with it you can kind of throw those away to yeah i do artist. yeah i do have i do have a lot of music that i'm like this isn't me but right, exactly. but it's a good song there you go but it's not me exactly it's all about how, how it's marketed like it's 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 good songwriting regardless of if it has if it's in your hard drive or if it's like on the radio or whatever like mm-hmm. yeah that would that would be great you should definitely do that Try to go about doing that if you could. I don't know. I will. Yeah. I will. I'm inspired now. Do your thing. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any like prospects as far as being signed or as far as like moving, advancing your career or anything like that, like um, that you could talk about? Not not really sort of in advances. Um, my friend did apply me to Phoebe Bridgers like a uh, record label. Oh, the Satisfactory? Yes. Yeah. Um, so we will see about that. Cross my fingers. Yeah. I was like, I'll look into it. And then I saw her like a while ago and she was like, I just did it for you actually. And I was like, oh, hell I was yeah. Like, Thanks. Nice. Cause when it comes to doing things, usually it takes me, it takes me a long time, even if it's such a simple task. Me too. Yeah. So she did that for me. So I was like, we'll see. That's a good friend right there. Yeah. 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 She's a good friend. That's cool. Um, but not really i haven't looked into any like labels and stuff i'm still taking that break so once i'm off that break it's go time again i just really fucking burnt myself out like bad and i yeah but i'm going to i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce back and it's gonna be twice as good as it was the last year when i was like putting in work Mm -hmm. you just have to manifest it the mia renaissance yes (laughs) i know I got you. Whenever you put out new shit, I got you. Always. Yes, I know. I know you do. Thank you. You know what it is. I know. We support each other. Mm-hmm. We have to. That, that's when. Whenever I was um, listening to your Earth Eater um, podcast, she was like, "Oh, like I like to support." I thought it was really cool, and she's like, "I like to support like smaller, intimate hmm. um, podcasts and like music review people because they have like less of an agenda." Or like he, she was saying something right. that was there was like a weird agenda. Yeah, like bigger things have a bigger, a different agenda. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting. I never thought of it that way with like bigger um, mm-hmm. podcasts and stuff. But yeah, I feel like we can grow together. Definitely, yeah, yeah. It was funny in that interview too, um, where she, where I was like, oh, like I was reading Pitchfork and they said the song was inspired by this, and she's like, no, not even, not not even close. <laughs> so I can definitely see what she means when they talk about like an agenda. Like they put her into a box. Like it's like yeah. okay, she has a she. Well, let's give her a seven point five. Yeah. And let's explain let's explain all the background like we know everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you don't know everything. But then yeah, but then I actually talked to her and she's like, Well that part of it the that part of the review is not like that's has nothing to do with me. Like that's yeah. not what I was inspired by. I don't know where they got that from. That's so weird. Right? So I think I know what she means when she says an agenda. Like mm-hmm. I truly love her music. I like really dove into it and I feel like she knew she could tell that. 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, enough about me. Anyway, <laughs> so kind of wrapping up the little interview here. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug or talk about or anything before we mm. finish up? No, I don't think so. I think I think we we jived. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. I like doing it more like this now because I I used to do it like over Zoom and like I had questions prepared mm-hmm. and it always felt very stilted. Yeah, you think so? I liked I like the questions, but like I I do like it when we're just yeah like riffing back and forth. Because once I run out of questions, or if I want to bring up something else, like from you know we're on question six and I wanted to kind of expound on question two a little bit more, I feel like it's like redundant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then I get yeah. lost and I, I you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> questions are cool, but but I feel like all the best podcast material comes through just like improv, baby. Oh, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah. We'll play us out with a, a Mia Madden original, maybe something unreleased. Yes, or a little snippet. A little snippet. So mm-hmm. whatever that snippet is, I don't know. I don't know quite yet. But for the Anti Art Podcast episode thirty, this will be thirty-four. Thirty-four. S- signing off. Bye. Peace.